Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to 3rd Love, you can have both. 3rd Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsuit Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is, I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. 70 members of Congress are part of a network that bills itself as the governing wing of the Republican Party. Today, my guest is Sarah Chamberlain, president and CEO of the Republican Main Street Partnership. This is Beth from the right. Sarah from the left is enjoying some holiday time. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Hello and happy holidays, everyone. I hope that whatever you celebrate, you're really enjoying this time of year. Thank you so much for spending a few hours each week with us. We really appreciate it. And today I'm going to share an interview that I did several weeks ago with Sarah Chamberlain. I was excited to talk with Sarah for a couple of reasons. One, she is a woman heading a major political organization, and there aren't a lot of those. 
Two, as y'all know, I have had a tumultuous relationship, to say the least, with the party over the past couple of years, and it was interesting for me to get to talk with someone who's really part of driving the party's agenda and ask some questions and listen to the answers and kind of marinate on those as I try to figure out what my next political home looks like, and I hope that this information is helpful to people who are similarly situated. Thirdly, Sarah is leading an effort to reach out to women across the country and to turn conversations with women into legislation. And obviously that is near and dear to my heart. So she'll talk more about that in the interview. I want to say before I start the interview that I know a number of our listeners on both the left and the right are disappointed by the tax bill that was recently passed, and Sarah positively refers to that bill in the course of our discussion. Um, It was several weeks before the passage of the bill when we spoke, but it is a part of the Republican Main Street Partnerships agenda, and I want to let you know that up front, and I hope that we can all still find some space to hear from Sarah and think about what she has to say. I would love to continue the conversation with you through email or social media as always. Before I share that conversation, Sarah and I want to extend our heartfelt thoughts to the people of Australia following a terrible event in Melbourne. We're still learning the details of why a person drove a car into a crowd of people, but stories like these are certainly part of a very weary and heartbreaking 2017, and we are so sorry that the people of Australia are enduring this. Please know that your friends in America are thinking about you. So without further ado, I will share my conversation with Sarah Chamberlain of the Republican Main Street Partnership with you. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. I would love it if you could tell our listeners just a little bit about your career, which has been really interesting, and how you came to the Republican Main Street Partnership. Sure. So 20 years ago, uh, this month actually, I graduated from college, took a little time off, and then a gentleman by the name of Amory Houghton, who is the only Fortune 500 CEO to ever serve in Congress, founded the Republican Main Street Partnership. He's from my home area of Corning, New York, and he asked me to come and run this. And I was not political at all. I actually come from the business side. And he wanted me to run it because he said this is the business of politics. So that's how I got into it. I hated politics. I barely voted, I must admit, at that point. But I was still young. Um, And 20 years later, I'm still here. I'm the only woman in the country that runs a Republican organization of this size. And uh, it's it's great. I love pretty much every moment of my job. Can you tell me more about what that means, the business side of politics? Sure. So what this is, is I run it truly as a small business. My P&L, I'm a CPA and an MBA, and I watch my, my profits and my losses. It is truly run as a, as a business. It's a multi-million dollar small business. And, you know, I I balance out, can we afford to do this? You know, what's the advantages, disadvantages, just like it's just a business decision. So it's business decisions around politics. Okay, so I know that the Republican Main Street Partnership talks about itself as the governing wing of the Republican Party. Can you tell our listeners more about what that means? Sure. So we're the the part of the party that's willing to compromise and move the agenda forward. We are not the part of the party that's the no and the hell no caucus. We are the ones that are like, okay, let's if we can only get 80% of it today, let's take the 80% and let's try to go back another time and get the remaining 20%. So it's just moving the agenda forward. 
And so is there any relationship, just for the benefit of our listeners, between the Republican Main Street Partnership and the actual GOP? Yes, we're very close with the GOP leadership, both the House and the Senate. We're, we sit in on the meetings with them. Um, you know, they're, they're very supportive of us. We are a caucus of almost 90 members in the House and the Senate. And so you're a caucus. Do you actually interface with the party infrastructure? We do. Okay. Can you we talk do. a little bit sure. about that? Sure. So uh, the leaders in the House is primarily who we interact with because I've got more House members. I have a third of the Republicans in the House are Main Street members. So Paul Ryan and Kevin McCarthy and Patrick McHenry, they're all very good with us. They come and do events for us. They're very supportive of what we're doing. And a lot of times when they need legislation passed, they will they will turn to the Main Street members to help them get that through. Hence what they're doing with um, with the uh, taxes tax cuts, which are coming hopefully this week. So it's been a weird couple of years. If you were to tell someone, here's what I think it means to be a Republican and the kind of Republican that would be part of the Main Street Partnership today, what would you say? We're Republicans that care about issues that the American people are are dealing with. Um, It's tax reform, transportation, opioid addiction, mental health. We are actually the group that passed the first mental health bill since uh, the 1960s when JFK did it. So we, we address the issues that the American people are talking about around their kitchen table. That's, that's what it's like to be a governing Republican. We, we don't handle fringe issues at all. When you think about the party's future, what do you, what do you see? I see a bunch of uh, men and women elected to the House and Senate that are just trying to do the right thing for the country. That's my Republican Party. It's not about them. It's about the country as a whole. Let me ask you this, because you, you have such a different vantage point than I do. When I think about the the messaging, what the country sees from the Republican Party right now, it feels very disconnected from those kitchen table issues to me. It feels like the conversation is being driven so much by the fringe, especially this week as the New York Times has spent a lot of time focusing on Steve Bannon and that part yeah. of the conversation. I, sure. I guess I wonder... Do you think that there is an outsized coverage of the party from that perspective? Or how does that feel to you as as all of that swirls around? I think it's unfair to the Main Street members. Um, It feeds the 24-7 news cycle. But the members of Main Street are not controversial. They're not going to get on there and scream and holler. So they don't get the coverage. Um, You know, a great example, last year one of my members um, drove, it's called 21st Century Cures, through Congress. Barack Obama signed it. It could save people's lives. Nobody has any idea what that is. It wasn't a sexy, controversial issue. It was just an issue that hopefully will lead to curing Alzheimer's and type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's the quiet issues. It really, my party talks about the issues and addresses the issues that, that the Americans are talking about around their kitchen table. The problem is it's not what you're seeing on the 24-7 news cycles. We, we're not controversial, and we don't sell. And, you know, this is about ratings. Do you see a lot of diversity of perspective within the Main Street Partnership? I'm thinking no. specifically about health care, but I'm wondering... Because I know that John McCain and Susan Collins are are part of the Main Street Partnership. I wonder if there there is a great diversity of perspective on other issues. Not a great diversity, no. I mean, a little bit because they represent different parts of the country. 
Um, but pretty much the Main Street members have a philosophy that they stick to, that they believe 100% in, and they try to uh, they try try to drive legislation in a, in a consensus. I would just tell you, I know your ACA, McCain and, and Susan Collins voted no. I also had some members in the House that voted no. That really became kind of a state-by-state issue, district-by-district issue. Mm-hmm. When people, I'm wondering about this kind of driving philosophy. When people ask me why I'm a Republican, I always say that it's because I think of the federal government as the problem solver of last resort. I think that we can most effectively solve problems as close to those problems as possible. That's why I think that local power is really important. Is that aligned with the Main Street Partnership? I mean, if you were to distill the root of what unites these folks, what would it be? We are, that's exactly what you said we are. That's why we're called Main Street, because we're trying to deal with issues on on Main Street America Mm -hmm. they're dealing with. So that's my party. That's That's the Republican Party that I'm a member of. We'll be right back after a quick break. Well, I know that you have spent a lot of time thinking about the role of women in politics, and you've started a conversations tour across the country. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? What motivated you to do it and and what all you've learned from it? So what motivated me to do is um, a Another publication did an article on all the people who run organizations like Main Street on the Republican side, and I got the lead picture. The only reason I got the lead picture is because I was the only woman. And, you know, the members of Congress like, well, did you realize you were the only woman? I said, no, because I'm usually the only woman. Like, so I've just kind of gotten used to it. I don't pay attention. So I started thinking about this, and I said, you know, it would be nice to go out and talk to the women across the country. I have a lot of friends who are not in politics, who do not live in Washington or nearby, who... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for a very quick salon quality, but not salon priced manicure, Olive and Jean has you covered. We've talked about Olive and Jean's Manny system before. It has everything that you need for a professional manicure in one box, salon grade tools, your choice of six polishes. Those polishes are gonna last you for seven days or more. The cost breaks down to about $2 a manicure. Olive and June also has press-ons if you want. What I love though, is that Olive and June each season is coming out with new colors. And I just got a set of spring and summer colors in quick dry polish. And they say this dries in about a minute. It seemed dry to me in about 30 seconds. It was not kidding about being quick dry. I also love the light colors in this set. There is a huge range. My favorite one is called Kitten. It's like a pinkish gray. The quick dry polish gives you full coverage in one or two coats. It lasts for more than five days and it is offered in more than 40 cruelty-free and vegan polishes. Olive and June just understands what's happening in our lives, that we need to move quickly, but we want to look great and feel great and have fun in the process. Visit oliveandjune.com slash pantsu for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-A-N-T-S-U-I-T 
for 20% off your first Manny system. Just finished A Court of Thorns and Roses and craving another fantasy world to devour? Dipsy's got you. Dive into spicy enemies to lovers' tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods and goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash pantsuit. dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. Kind of question, you know, what are we doing in, in D.C.? What's happening? So we decided to take um, some of the elected officials and myself and go to them and answer their questions and actually talk with them and find out what their concerns are. Again, what are they talking about around the kitchen table? And it's been so helpful to us. A couple years ago, we were in Indiana. A woman raised her hand and talked about opioid addiction. We didn't know what it was. Obviously, now you live under a rock if you don't know what the opioid crisis is in this country. So it allows us to go out, to talk to people, and to really be kind of on the breaking edge of issues that, that they're dealing with in their families. That's so, so it's interesting. A, in my opinion, it's one of the best parts of Main Street. I'm biased, but it's one of the best parts of Main Street because it really is talking on a day-to-day basis with the women in this country. That's really interesting about women surfacing opioid addiction before it was part of the national conversation. Are there other issues that you think aren't part of the national conversation yet that women are starting to surface in your tour? Well, the women, the last few things we've talked about isn't as big, obviously, as the opioid crisis, mental health. They kind of tie together. That's why we did. We passed those bills. Um, Terrorism is a big thing we're we're hearing about. the online security, cybersecurity is a big issue, so we've passed some legislation around that. And uh, one that we sat there, we didn't even dawn on any of us, is Pell Grants. That's becoming a huge issue. You can't get a Pell Grant during the summer or winter sessions. Of course, we sat there and didn't realize that. So now Elise Stefanik, one of my members from upstate New York, introduced legislation, which has passed the House, on making sure you can get a Pell Grant um, in, the, in all sessions, all four sessions of college. Because you know, there's a lot of people, people, not just women, people in general, who would like to uh, get through school maybe a little quicker, and this gives them uh, a few more options. The other thing that we just introduced is workforce flexibility. That's a huge issue we're hearing about, and it's, you know, the the woman or the man, they want to go see their daughter play lacrosse or their son play soccer and um, get a little bit of flexibility within the work within their workplace. And we worked with Society for Human Research Management, which is an organization of HR executives, and, and it took us about a year, um, but we did get the legislation um, worked out, and it was introduced last week. So we're very proud of that. We, we're pretty sure it's going to pass the uh, House pretty quickly. I know I can't speak for the Senate. It's a, who knows what's going on over there. Um, but this should come out of the House pretty quickly and then hopefully get into the Senate um, early next year for passage. So when you think about those issues, especially the Pell Grants and 
uh, the last issue that you mentioned on workplace flexibility. How can the Republican Party sort of reclaim its brand? Well, we don't ever feel we've actually lost our brand. We just feel that there's uh, a lot of louder voices out there talking about um, a new brand of, of Republican. Um, the issue is working on what we're trying to do is get more press on it. We've actually f- formed a caucus now on the Hill um, that hopefully will start to get more press. Again, as I said earlier, we are not controversial. We're not the sexy members. I don't mean attractive-wise, but we're just not the ones that are out mm-hmm. there pushing the issues and arguing and and doing things that, to drive ratings. We're we're doing things to to affect the day-to-day families back home. And as I mentioned with the 21st Century Cures, unfortunately, the, this great piece of legislation are getting passed are not getting any press. Though the members at home are able to talk about it and let their home constituents know what they've worked on and why it's important. Well, I want to let you know that we talked about 21st Century Cures on Pantsuit Politics. We love that piece of legislation. Thank We're you. very grateful for it. And Thank you. Those are the, the kinds huge, of- <laughs> huge piece of legislation. It could save our families' lives someone in our family. I mean, it's a huge piece. We're very, very proud of that piece that we drove. And Fred Upton is the chairman of Main Street, and he was the chairman who drove that through last year. Well, and these are the kinds of issues that our listeners care about. And I think the kind of governing that you're describing, the quiet work, just doing the people's business, would attract more women candidates than the splashy headline-making form of public service. And so I'm wondering what you hear about that on your Women to Women Conversations Tour and how you think women can be more influential, both in the Republican Party and just in politics generally. So women have to get involved in politics. I mean, at every level, we have to become engaged. We are, you know, over over 50% of the population. So we need to start to run for office, get engaged, you know, do everything we can, play an active role. Because some of the best pieces of legislation we've passed have come out of ideas that women have had. Because women tend, in a household situation, they tend to run the households. They know the problems that are coming before, um, you know, the, the members of Congress know them. You know, they they know, okay, we're dealing with our elderly parents. We're dealing with our younger children. We're dealing with our jobs. Like, they, they tend to know what legislation's coming. So I would encourage all of them um, to play a role, get involved, make sure you vote, but get involved in any level you can and, um, and start playing a role. The country needs more women involved. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. 
Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka bra problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code PANTSUIT at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. You mentioned terrorism and cybersecurity coming up in your tour which I think is interesting because maybe the conventional wisdom would be that women tend to be more focused on domestic issues. I wonder what you're hearing and what direction you see the Main Street Partnership going in on cybersecurity and terrorism as a result. Well, women care very strongly about both those issues because it does affect their families. They want to keep their families safe and protected. So um, we've introduced legislation on the cybersecurity to make it harder for other countries to tap in and and influence us. And then just to really try to to take the Internet and lock it down a little bit more so it's harder to uh, break into the backsides of of companies, um, you know, companies' Internets and and things like that. So our cybersecurity, I'd be happy to to share with any of the members. I've got a couple members of Main Street that, that drive that area because one of them is a former FBI agent who worked on this. So he kind of drives it from that perspective. And the terrorism, you know, every member of Main Street is involved in trying to keep the country safe. A lot of them were here in Washington on 9-11. And, you know, obviously they don't want to see a repeat of that. So they're very um, 
very supportive of the men and women who uh, fight terrorism on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's something that's kind of lost in this country, that we have we have men and women every day that are preventing terrorism attacks in this country. Yes, some do get through, um, but but they work very hard on, uh, on protecting us for very little pay and very little recognition. So you talked about how important it is for women to get involved in politics at every level. What would you say to people who look at the national conversation right now and are just kind of disgusted or feel a sense of hopelessness about the the tone well, the only way to change the tone is to get involved, and we would encourage them all to please get involved. Please start to run um, for whatever office it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be for Congress. It can be, you know, a state, local, state type office. But in order to change the the dialogue, you have to get involved. That the, it's the time has come. We need more women involved in politics at, at every single level. And it, and. Yes, I'm a Republican, and I'm a hardcore Republican, but I want women involved at every level, every each party. I mean, we just need more women in the room because I think the the discussion is a different discussion if there's if there's women if the women are involved in that discussion as well. What does the Republican Party have for women today? If you were trying to recruit more women to be part of the party and to and to really actively participate in the party, not just vote Republican, what would you say? There is a whole group of elected officials that you would line up with that would welcome you. And the key is that they would also support you both um, with issues. They would give you issue like white papers, but they'd also support you financially. And you need to just seek them out. So we've got, I've got a couple good female candidates this year that are running, and we're helping them across the board. And the men of Main Street help the women just as much as they'd help a fellow man. And that's the key, and and that's another part of the Republican Party doesn't get out there. The men of Main Street want more women in the room as well. It's not just something that's not a talking point, that they, and they put their money behind that and their support behind that. That's good to hear. I do think it makes just a, an enormous substantive difference to have greater diversity represented within the party. And And speaking of that, what kind of efforts do you see uh, beyond the gender diversity to attract more more new people to the party. It, it, we're really focusing mainly at Main Street on gender. Uh, we haven't started focusing much on the minorities. It, this right now is just trying to get more and more women involved. And how we try to do this, just go out and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Hence the tour, uh, any press like this, just to try to encourage women to, to take a look, maybe a fresh look in some ways at the Republican Party. And I really think that if they knew Main Street existed, they'd be like, okay, that's my part of the party. I can relate to that versus some of the things that they're seeing on TV currently. Sarah Chamberlain, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are beyond excited about the episode that we'll be sharing with you on Tuesday. We've been working on it for a couple of weeks and have a number of special guests popping in to share some New Year's reflections. And until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Thank you so much to our executive producers, Nicholas, Chad, Tracy, Leslie, Sabrina, and George. You can join us on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Paint Suit Politics and on Twitter at Paint Suit Politic, no S. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com or reviews are always helpful and you can leave one through the Apple Podcast app. Thank you to Dante Lima, the composer of our Paint Suit Politics theme music.